Hey guys, pop-up episode. Kind of like a pop quiz, you never know what's going to happen. Welcome back to Dot One. I'm kind of excited, I'm kind of fired up for this one. I haven't even wrote anything down. Let's fucking go! Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, go. Oh man Wasn't this last episode with me and Mallory Wasn't that fucking great She is natural I love it She's gonna come back on And she's got some ideas And, and she was running them by me yesterday And I think they're great So we're gonna bring those to you uh, We're gonna talk about How Overcoming adversity as a military family, things like that, things that we have to do that maybe, the, you know, the normal couple or the normal family doesn't have to do all the time, like moving and, you know, just spontaneous, like, hey, you got to leave in six months. Oh, shit. Well, now we got to sell our house and all this stuff. So we're going to bring you that probably next week because I'm pretty excited about that one. That would be that, that's, that's going to be fun. But what I wanted to come on here today and talk about is winning and losing. You know, there's two different people in the world. You know, I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I, I'm very simple-minded. Like, I, I think in, in you know, I kind of live in the gray, but it's really, for me, it's you're a winner or you're a loser. The winners are going to execute, and they're going to get the job done, and they're going to, you know, get after it every single day. Because that's just how they're wired. Losers, on the other hand, are going to complain, and they're going to show up late, and they're going to talk shit, and they're going to, you know, hate on everybody doing more than them. If you're winning every single day, you're getting up, you're overcoming adversity, you're overcoming the, you know, the lack of sleep, you're overcoming the hate that you can constantly get just because you're doing a fucking good job. Everybody has something to say about, you know, the, the people that continue to win and win and win and continue to thrive and promote and, and do good things for their people and themselves. If you're losing, you're constantly talking shit. There's never been a hater or a shit talker or a loser that's doing as good as the winner. Because if you're doing as good or better than somebody that's also killing it, you ain't talking shit about them. You're bringing them up with you, or you're competing against them. And those are the two different type of people. People that constantly fucking grind, constantly get after it, over and over and over again. Because there's no other way. There's really no other fucking way to do it. Unless you want to sit over there in the corner and fucking pout and whine and complain about every single thing. There's so many people like that, man. The losers heavily outweigh the winners, in my opinion. Like, there are few people that are fucking grinding. 
In this day and age, everyone wants something. Everyone feels like they're fucking owed something from everybody. And it's so fucking unbecoming. It's so unbecoming of a human being to constantly just fucking beat down somebody else because they're doing better than you are. If it's me, like there have been times in my career where there have been people that have been killing it, winning awards, getting promoted, doing great things for the unit and for the wing and for the base and just for other people. There have been times when, that, when I have not been that person and I'm just going to work, trying to my fucking best, and then I'm coming back home. The difference is I strive to meet them where they're at and then exceed them where they were at. I was also always chasing, always chasing because I wanted that. I wanted to be where they were at. It's a constant fucking grind, dude. It's a constant just nose to the grindstone, head down, fucking getting after it. And whatever it is, we're getting it. The winners take all the negative talk, all the criticism, all the hatred that they fucking get thrown at them from all those fucking losers. They take that and they fucking pile it up. They pile it up and pile it up and pile it up over the years. What do they do with that? They fucking use it. They use it as fuel. I was just telling my daughters today, do you think it's weird that dad loves when there's more haters? When everyone's hating on dad, do you think that's weird? They said, yeah, dad, that is weird. (laughs) And I said, okay, well, let me explain. When dad has all these haters on him, they're hating that I'm getting this. They're hating that I'm doing that. They're hating that I'm fucking winning this award. They're hating that I'm fucking promoting. They're hating that I'm, you know, getting my guys awards. They're hating that all S4, you know, my section, all S4 just fucking sweeps awards. All combat arms is absolutely killing it. Getting glorified here, getting glorified there. People are fucking saying you guys are great. Everyone fucking hates that. You don't have to say it. Or they, some do say it, and then, you know, it, they're dumb to think I don't hear it, right? But I fucking love it. I love it. Because I pile all that shit on my shoulder. And I use that shit. It becomes a huge chip over the last 15 fucking years. A huge chip. And people hate, no, listen, me and my buddy Cam back in high school, we used to compete against each other. We used to make each other better, though. Never was hating on each other. We were chasing, I was chasing him, he was chasing me. Dan, same thing. Tim, same thing. So I build up all these chips, people talking shit, people hating on Drew. And I use that shit as 
fucking fuel to keep going and to keep every time I want to quit, every time I want to stop lifting, every time I want to not do a project, every time I don't want to fucking put in the extra work it takes to get promoted, the extra work it takes to get the fucking awards, the extra work it takes, the extra time it takes for me to write awards package for my people, an extra push it takes for me to push them to be better. I use all of it. I use it all. I use all that hate. All that that loser mentality that comes my way. I tell my guys, listen, people are going to hate on you because you're getting this. People will hate on you. They will talk shit. They will think you don't deserve it. But they don't fucking know the work that you put in. They don't know the daily shit that you have to deal with. They don't know the daily grind that you fucking put forth. So when we're continuing to win, continuing to push forward, continuing to put out the best fucking product, people are going to hate on that. Why? I Because they're losers. Because they are not at our level. That's why. One day you're going to have... You're going to be in charge of those type of people, and you're going to have to change their outlook. You're going to have to change their mentality. One of the hardest things to do is change a grown man's mentality of, you know, a lot of people in the military want to go to work and come home, not be bothered, not be doing anything like that, but those same people wonder why they haven't got promoted yet. Those same people wonder why everyone else is winning awards and they're not. The same people wonder why no one fucking listens to their input. Well, because you're not doing the extra shit that it takes. Everyone knows that going to, going to work, doing your job is not enough. In the corporate world, maybe. But in the military, it's not enough. Because there's too many people that are fucking grinding. Most people come, go to work, do a good job, come home. But the 10%, the 20% of people that go and do more, those are the fucking winners. Those are the grinders. And then you still got intermixed in that 20%. You still got fucking hate coming your way. But that's just another chip for you. That's another chip to put on your shoulder, and then when you want to quit, when you want to stop lifting, when you want to stop running, when you want to throw in the towel, because is it worth it? When, when is it worth it comes through your head, and you want to quit, get, that, get one of them chips that are stored on your shoulder and fucking put it to work. No bullshit. That is exactly what goes through my head when I'm fucking tired. When I want to just, you know what, fuck this. I ain't doing that. When I don't want to do another fucking rep. When I don't want to be a POC for some fucking event that I could give two shits about. That's what goes through my head, man. You know, if I'm not good, if if I don't do it, who will? Fucking might as well be me. And I'm not, 
doing it so I can be mass sergeant. I'm not doing it so I can be senior mass sergeant. I'm not doing it so I can be chief. The reason I do it, there's a few of them. One is to provide the most income for my family. I'm too far into this military thing to kind of fucking turn back now, right? We're 15 years deep, baby. We're all in. So I need to provide for my family as much as I can. Two, I need to help people change their mindset and be the best people that they can possibly be. Those two things. And the higher I go in rank, and really if you're a good person, you can do it at any time in your life, right? But the higher you go in rank, the more influence you have on what happens to the to the grunts, if you will, to the dudes that are doing the actual job. You have influence over their schedule. You have influence over you know, what they do, what they don't do, the things that they're mandated to do. You have influence of all that shit. You can say, no, my 150 people, they're not fucking doing that. Or you can say, yes, I got 10 folks for you right here. And that's when change that mindset of those people. You got to drag some people, man. Drag them. Especially the ones that you're directly in charge of. You develop them first. You change their mindset if you have to. Or show them the way. And then you reach outside of that. And try to influence and affect as many people in a positive direction as you possibly can. Regardless if they're in your workspace, regardless if they're in your company, it doesn't even matter at that point. You're in charge of 10 people. Let's take care of these 10. Once these 10 are good, I'm outreaching, baby. I'm trying to get to everybody. Because here's the thing, man. If I'm great, you're great, you're great, you're great. Our section is good. Our company is good. Let's go help some other people. Let's change some other mindsets. So we got nothing but fucking hard-charging grinders out here. Getting after it. And then the machine starts to work. Everybody's doing their part. Everybody's doing extra. Going above and beyond. You don't have to micromanage. But the hardest thing to do is change a grown man's mind. Someone that's set in their ways already. I've been doing this for X amount of years, and it's always worked for me. Yeah, well, there's a better way, homie. Let's do it this way. Just try it for me. Oh, you want to get promoted? You want this? You want that? Well... These are the things that will get you there. It may take a minute, but you keep doing these things, they will get you there. But the losers, what are they going to be doing? They're going to be talking shit while we go and do this thing. They're going to be talking shit while we go and work this project. They're going to be talking shit when we're receiving our award. They're going to be talking shit when you get fucking promoted like you want to but just remember they're the ones talking shit they're the ones that did not put the work in they're the ones that did not want to change their mindset 
They're the ones that didn't want to get on board and just fucking constantly grind and constantly get after it and wake up and the devil says, holy shit. Damn, that motherfucker's up. That's what, that's the goal. That's the fucking real goal. You wake up and you're fucking instant. It's on. Oh, there are times, man, when you're fucking grinding and you're you're not winning. There are times where you're not getting after it. And, I, and I've been there. Man, I've been there. But the constant over and over, it'll all of a sudden it'll everything will kick in and fall into place. And it's you're not even going to expect it. I've had opportunities where I could have quit in an instant. Just stopped. Said, fuck this. This isn't for me. I could have had all the excuses in the world, man. They would have been valid. But excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got them. So I had to change that narrative for myself, for my family. And when I was young, <clears throat> young airman, man, I was probably three months to my first duty location at, at Buckley Air Force Base. I got an Article 15. And Article 15 is uh, non-judicial punishment and, um, you know, for you civilian folks that don't know what that is, just Google an Article 15 and, you know, it's basically, you know, you're reprimanded. It's a pretty severe one. Like, you, I could have went to court-martial if I wanted to. Um, it's basically saying, hey... Um, the commander that gives it to you is saying, hey, I'm ready to go to court-martial over this if if that's what you want to do, or you can just sign here, accept your punishment, and fucking move on, right? But a lot of times, you get an Article 15, um, you don't rebound from that. You don't, uh, you know, you don't overcome that type of punishment. Now, a letter of reprimand or a letter of counseling or something like that, you can definitely overcome. But um, an Article 15 is is a little, I mean, we're ready to go to court-martial if you want to, right? But me, I was young. I I had no idea what really any of that meant. Um, and I could have went to, or I, I did, I had a legal team but it was at a different base, so I was on the phone with them, and that was difficult in and of itself. I had a young supervisor at the time, and, you know, so so he didn't, not that he didn't want to help me. He was a great supervisor, but he just, I think he just didn't know, you know, what he, what he could do or if he could even do anything. And... I received my Article 15 along with two other individuals. Those individuals are out of the Air Force. I think one got another Article 15 or some type of punishment, got kicked out. The other one just left after, you know, he did his initial enlistment. But the my mentality at that time, and I think this is where I started developing this mentality, is... Now I have to prove myself every single day. And if you were at Buckley with me at that time, you know that 
I fucking got after it after that. Fortunately enough for me, I had a good flight chief. You know, a flight chief is kind of like a, uh, I don't know, like a manager, right? Like a, the boss of that shift, if you will. And she, uh, Sergeant Lore was her name. She was an OSI agent that was involved in an IED in Iraq. And she came back to the career field as security forces member. Man, she was awesome. She knew about what had happened uh, with me. And she gave me opportunities. She must have saw something in me or something because back in the day, this was 2009, I think, what like if you got in trouble, I mean you're kind of blacklisted almost, unfortunately. But I was very eager to rebound from that because uh, that wasn't me. It doesn't really matter what it was for. I mean, just the cliff notes. I didn't sound the alarm. I I didn't uh, tell on somebody when I probably should have. I guess apparently. I don't think I would have changed that, though, to be honest with you. It's just not who I am. There was not, no one no one was in jeopardy. No one was physically in jeopardy, right? Like, there's no harm to anybody. Um, you know, it was just a violation of, you know, some computer thing. We couldn't put flash drives in computers, and my, and this was kind of like a new thing. And the lead that I had, my, my other, my partner, working some uh, entry control point, had a flash drive in a computer. That's what it was for. They wanted me to tell on that guy for having a flash drive in a computer. I didn't do that. So we all got the same punishment. So fast forward a little bit. I uh, had to prove myself. My mindset was now I have to fucking overcome this. Like this is not... I'm trying to make chief. At when I was in a young, young whippersnapper, man, I wanted to be the boss already. Like I wanted to be the chief. I wanted to make chief as fast as possible. And it's good that I didn't make it as fast as possible. It's good that I didn't promote faster, if you will, because I wouldn't have experienced the things that I've experienced. I get put on patrol and I'm writing tickets. Like, I got this spot, I'm picked out, and people were calling the, you know, uh, the desk and our base defense operating center and saying, hey, is Airman eating on the road? Because, you know, they were calling, and I was pulling over people that writing tickets to, you know, wing commanders' wives and daughters and stuff like that. And I pulled over my own wife one time. She was absolutely flying down this road. And, and uh, we catch up to her, and I pull it. I said, yo, you are absolutely, this is a 35-mile-an-hour zone, and you're going like 60. I don't think it was 60, but she was she was going quick. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was out there jobbing it. And the, uh, you know, I, I was the one working, and I was the one writing tickets and enforcing laws, and... I kept getting opportunities to to work that. 
So I constantly tried to prove myself and prove myself and prove myself. And then later in my career, probably in 2019, well, let's go back there real quick. I had haters back then, obviously. That's when I started really developing haters, right? Because I'd, I'd be getting recognized for doing my job. I mean, that's all I was really doing was my job. And people hating on me. I just, uh, and so Chip's starting to really build up at a young age, you know. So I, <clears throat> fast forward, I, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm getting recognized here or there just a little bit, you know, little things that I've done. Um, you know, people just really just doing my job the best of my ability. And throughout the years, people just, you know, they're hating on me, which is fine. Like I said, I, I welcome that. And fast forward to 2019, I'm down at Lackland teaching the Young Bucks with, with great people, just great humans down there, man. Great team uh, all around. And 2019 is when I finally figured out, probably 2018, when I figured out that, hey, you got to do more than just your job at a high level. Like, you can't just come to work, do great at your job, and then go home and then expect to get promoted. That's not just, it's just not how the Air Force works. It might sound crazy to some, you know, civilian folks, like, well, that doesn't even make any sense, but it's just the truth. Like, it's hard to explain, but it's just true, man. And so 2018-ish, I... You know, with a bunch of my buddies down there, a bunch of instructors, you know, I think, and I'm, I don't want to speak for them, but I think it kind of all clicked in us where we're all good at our job. Yeah. Okay, but how do we go to the next step? Like, what's, how do we get to the next level where these people are that are promoting? How do we get there? That's where we want to be, right? And we really had to do a, a self-check, right? A self-evaluation of, okay, I don't want to do these things necessarily. I don't want to step outside my career and do these things where, you know, for example, you know, every year there's an Air Force ball. Every year there's a annual award ceremony. But there's these events that happen every year, and they're big events, like they're big wing events. You know, the wing commander's there, the command chief's there. You know, sometimes the chief master sergeant of the Air Force is going to this Air Force ball on, on Saturday. Mallory and I are going to. Um, she'll be there. Like, big-time people in the military, like, sometimes come to these things. So it's a big deal. And if you're part of that committee of putting that on, like that's big time. Like that, that that's something that will help you get promoted because you're stepping out, you're you're doing you're working alongside of other agencies, you're working alongside of you know other people to put this on. And you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work doing those things. Um another example is if you know people are coming to your installation 
and you know, just say congressmen or governors or things like that. Those those people sometimes come to the installation or or fuck the president. You know, come to an installation and uh, you can be part of part of that somehow. You know, maybe the the POC for security or something like that, right? Um, but those are types of things that we have to do in the Air Force to kind of separate ourselves because, like I said, like most people come to their come to their job or whatever their job is and do a good job and then go home. Like everyone can pretty much do that. It's the people that step outside of that that are the ones that are grinding and getting their promotion, right? Getting their awards and shit like that and get recognized. <clears throat> and in 2018, that's where it kind of clicked for me. So 2019, so I started doing some of that stuff in 2018. 2019, I had one of the best years, I thought, in my career as far as doing more than my job. And, man, I had we talked about leadership a little bit. Um, we talked about toxic leadership a little bit a couple weeks ago, I think. And, man, I had some some of that. Like, I don't like throwing that word around. I think it's, I don't know, it's, and I don't even want to call it that, but it, it was that. It's just, just people that don't know or people that don't listen. And, for instance, me and my buddy, my, my buddy uh, Howard, went to, went to our, one of our bosses and said, listen, we got X amount of people leaving and no one's coming in. The mission is going to stop if we don't get people in here. And he said, well, what do you, what do you, what do you think I'm supposed to do? Well, and we said, well, you have all these people that you can pull that aren't doing what they were called to do that we can pull from these, this pool of people and get our manning up just a little bit. Well, I'm not going to do that. Nope. Okay, we're just letting you know that this is what's going to happen. So one day in September 2019, this boss that we talked to had come down to our work area. We were working the firing line, I think, with 64 fucking shooters with minimal, minimal manning. And you guys that were down there that time, man, you absolutely... Killed it. Absolutely. Um, but we're bouncing back and forth from classroom to the firing line, trying to be at two different places at the same time. And it just, we were making it work. Right? We were, because listen, the conveyor belt's still going to go. The security forces conveyor belt will still move. And we were making it work. But this guy visits, our boss visits for the second time since he's been there in two years. He's only been down there twice, and this is the second time. He comes, he sees our operation, and he sees, you know, students that are not firing at the time. We got to kind of put them in these bleachers right over here on the other side of the road. We gotta, that's kind of where they sit. They eat lunch. They do the, eat their MREs and shit like that. Um, but we we sit them over there, and they're they're unsupervised. I mean, they're doing whatever we have people with weapons with ammo we got to you know monitor and train and all that so 
he comes down and he doesn't like what he sees because he sees Airman over here, you know, doing whatever. He sees Airman sitting over here. And we only have so many instructors to, to go around because we told him a couple months before this that, hey, these people are leaving. No one's coming in. What are we going to do? Well, he didn't have no fucking plan. So we did what we had to do. Next thing you know, I get <laughs> me and Howard get fired. Which getting which you know hindsight getting fired isn't always a bad thing because I ended up going to a great gig with great people again over at the uh, instructor course that I was teaching at. So I now get a better job. I get to work with great people once again. Some of the same that I worked with over there. Um, across the street and the only downfall is is now my performance report that we get every year is marked down and when we go up for promotion those things get looked at right so now I got to kind of bury that that uh, performance report for the board for my promotion they look at your last three performance reports so it took me three additional years to promote but I didn't let that stop me. So I could have stopped in 2009 right out the gate. I got an Article 15, could have stopped. Could have said, fuck this, I'll do my four years and get out. But I continued to prove myself. I could have stopped in 2019, 10 years later, after becoming really good at my job, starting to learn how to fucking lead grown men, and working with great humans, 2019 could have stopped. Toxic leadership. People that don't fucking listen. Could have stopped. But I was on the cusp. I was ready for the next level in my mind. Some people say, yeah, you think you're ready for the next level until you get there. Well, motherfucker, I was ready for the next level. Yeah, I was ready. I mean, you know, here I am. I knew I was ready. So, I don't know, I say all that to say if something bad happens as far as disciplinary action or something like that in your company, in your life, in your in your job, like you can overcome that, man. And you got to put that. That's just another chip that you can put on your shoulder saying that's not who I am. All right, I made a maybe I made a mistake. And you need to own that. Once you take ownership over that mistake or ownership over, you know, that, that miscue, that, that lack of judgment that you may have had. Now it's time to get back after it, dude. And that time can't be very far apart. Sulk, be pissed, be mad, be mad at yourself, be mad at the people that have fucked you over. But don't sulk too long where it's going to be detrimental now and there's no return, Right? Now we have to get back after the grind. Now we have to continue to move forward. All it was was a hiccup. All it was was a pause. Not everybody's route is the same. Understand that too, man. Not everybody's path to success is the exact same. Some people think path of success is just a graph line that goes from the corner down here all the way up in a straight line. That is not it, man. You're going to go... 
You're going to go down. You're going to go back up. You're going to go down again. Just when you think you got it figured out, you're going to go back down. And you're going to constantly be learning. And if you're not learning from those, which is part of the ownership, if you're not taking ownership over, over, the, over, those, over those, those events that happen in your life, then what are we doing? Why are we here? Just stop. If you're not using that hatred, that, that, that shit talking that everybody does behind your back, if you're not using it, because it all gets back to us. Like, we're going to know. You can confront that person if you want. Or you can just take that chip, put it on your shoulder, and prove them wrong. That's up to you. Are you going to let that get to you? Are you going to let the losers get to you? Or are you going to be a winner, pile up your chips, use them when you need them, as fuel to keep going, and then ultimately win at whatever it is you're doing? You can apply this mentality I'm talking about to whatever. There's too many people in this fucking world and in this country that just blame everybody for everything and all their you know, lack of things that they have or lack of job or they don't have enough money or they don't have a good job. They don't have a bunch of friends. They don't have you know, success in their life. They're blaming other people for that when really all it takes is for you to fucking lock in and go to work. And it's hard, man. It's fucking hard. It's not easy. Because first you got to overcome everybody's naysaying. Everybody's shit talk. And then you got to get to work and figure it out. You got to figure it out. No one's going to fucking help you. No one's coming to save you. I'm fortunate enough to have three great kids, a wife that pushes me and drives me to be better, one that wants success for me and for our family, one that wants me to get better as a human. She doesn't bitch and complain about me going to work out when I get home. She doesn't bitch and complain when I have to go do this thing for work after hours or on a weekend. She gets it, man. And that's probably the key to my success. That and the fact that I use other people's negative talk towards me or negative talk towards what I'm doing. As chips and as fuel. I use it and I want it. I welcome it. I don't go and ask for it. I, and, and it's like me saying this out loud sounds fucking crazy, but like bring it on, dude. Because the more I get, the better I become. I've overcome adversity already. 
in the workplace. I've overcome adversity, personal, personal adversity. I've been overlooked for things and still continued to grind. That's what overcoming is, right? If you stop, if you quit, then you're not overcoming shit. So, man, I challenge you guys, If whoever's listening to this, I challenge you just to use things to get better, right? And if it's people that are, that are talking shit and hating on you, use it. You don't always have to confront them. I used to think, like back in the day, I used to think, man, fuck that dude. He ain't going to say that to me. Or he ain't going to say that about me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go confront him. Fuck, I don't need to do that. I'm going to let my actions speak, man. Now, if you're talking crazy about my old lady or something like that, that's a different story. You get sideways on my kids or something, now we got to have a conversation. And it's going to be one way. But if they're talking about me, let them. Because now I know that person, that individual right there, ate on my level, and I don't even got to fucking worry about them. Because if they were on my level, they wouldn't be talking shit. If they were above me, they wouldn't be talking shit. I know that's, a, you know, some of you guys may think that's a crazy way to think about it, right? You know, that's wild. But, man, that's, and you can ask my wife. She knows. She knows. I do, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm perfect, man. Some things get to me. A lot, of, a lot of those things, I just keep inside me, man. Because I just use them as fuel as to get. I use them to get one more rep. I use them to do another set. I use them to get one more promotion. I use them to get my guys another promotion. I use them to get my guys another award. And if you think I'm going to fucking take a knee... And let you fucking pass me? Shit. Once you beat me, you can win. But you got to beat me. Once you beat my guy, you can win. But you got to beat my guy. Because I guess what? Guess what? And the people that have worked for me, they'll fucking tell you the exact same shit. I'm going to push them to places they don't want to fucking go. But they know it'll be better for them at the end. They're going to do shit they don't want to fucking do. But they know it'll be better for them at the end. We're trying to get fucking paid here, man. I'm not going to do the work of a master sergeant and not get paid of it. That's crazy. If you're in the corporate world, you don't do the work of your boss. You do your work. You get paid for your work. When you start doing the work of your boss is when you get paid like your boss. Or you become the boss. You become the CEO, the CFO, whatever the case is. You become the regional manager instead of just the the store manager. And that's what you get paid as. And now you're doing that work. Collect your chips, people. Collect them. 
Use them as fuel to keep going. Every time you want to quit, take one of them chips and use it. Every time you want to give up, take a chip and use it. Every time you get fucking tired in the gym, take a chip and use it. Winners and losers. Be a winner. Losers, keep talking. Because we love it. Peace. Yeah.